I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. Given uncertainty around supply and soaring costs of fertiliser, tillage specialist Mark Plunkett joins us to give insight into access to supply of fertiliser and the fertiliser rate to produce the optimum yield of silage to ensure feed supply for winter. First cut silage, where we're producing or growing five tonnes of, of dry matter per hectare or 10 tonnes of fresh grass per acre. In terms of nitrogen, we generally recommend 125 kilos of N per hectare. That's 100 tonnes per acre. But with the increases in the cost of nitrogen, we're now seeing 100 kilos per hectare or 80 units per acre of nitrogen. In terms of phosphorus, Phosphorus is very, very important in terms of driving yield and efficiency in producing that silage crop. We're, we're recommending 20 kilos of P per hectare, which is 16 units per acre. In terms of potassium, again, um, silage has a big demand for potassium. It's, it's quite similar to nitrogen. And we're recommending 125 kilos per hectare or 100 units per acre. But just one caveat there is that in springtime, we don't apply any more than 90 kilos of potassium, which is 72 units per acre. And again, that's to reduce problems with high K and silage and, and milk fever, especially um, in, in the dairy herd um, at feed out. But it's important to remember that we should apply the remaining 35 kilos um, after the first cut has been taken. And not to forget sulfur is very, very important in terms of the silage crop. And again, we recommend 20 kilos per hectare or 16 units per acre per cut. So it's quite a, a large demand for all the major nu- nutrients, Emma-Louise. So to recap, Mark, um, you know, you, you've reduced your level of nitrogen. So 100 kilos of nitrogen, 20 kilos of uh, phosphorus, um, 90 kilos of potassium and 20 kilos of sulfur. How are farmers going to l- deliver that level of nutrients this year? Okay, um, where slurry is available and again, um, silage ground, you know, slurry is a is a, a very valuable um, source of fertilizer for silage ground, especially in the current year with the increases. But we'll be targeting uh, our slurry. We'll be targeting three thousand gallons of good quality cattle slurry, a six percent cattle slurry, and MLOEs that will supply the majority of the P and K for that first cut silage crop, and it'll supply approximately thirty kilos of nitrogen. So if we're applying slurry with LESS, our low emission uh, trailing shore band spreader, it will give us roughly about a, a 30, 30 kilos of nitrogen or a third of the nitrogen for that crop. So again, when that's applied, that will be applied at closing time. So again, a week later then, we would recommend that you would apply the remaining nitrogen on that crop. So again, um, there's another 70 kilos there. So again, something, something like you know, protected urea plus sulfur or can plus sulfur would be the option there. Where there's no slurry in the mix, um, maybe an outblock and you haven't slurry available for that silage ground, again, we'd be strongly recommending that you would use a, a blend or a compound uh, to supply the majority of the P and K. So something like a 13,620, a 16,520 or a 10,525. And a 10,525 is quite popular out there this year because there's less uh, phosphorus to go around. So, uh, but that product would work very, very well for silage ground. And we'd be recommending, you know, three, three and a half bags to the acre um, of those products to supply uh, a proportion of the nitrogen and all the P's and K's. And again, the same situation at closing time, you'd spread your, your compound and then you'd come back then with 
the you know if you take say 13 620 like three bags to the acre will give you you know about 40 units of nitrogen so then you will come back with another 40 units of nitrogen in the form of protected urea or can say a week later um you know and you'd have that would be the way of i suppose supplying the nutrients either with or without slurry MLOEs. And the a lot of farmers are using products like cut sward, pasture sward. You know, what's their role for silage groundwork? Yeah, um, cut sward and pasture sward again, they're 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 good products. But in my book, Louise, like they really should complement, say, your your three thousand gallons of of cattle slurry. Um, you know, say on, on low fertility ground, or um, um. My concern with cuts water pasture water, if you apply them alone with you know where there's no slurry in the equation, you you won't be supplying enough P and K. Like take three bags to the acre of say um um of say cut swart, like it'll give you the majority of your nitrogen, but it's only going going to give you about fifty percent of the P that you need, and it'll only give it'll give you less than fifty percent of the K that you need for that silage crop. So again, you know what I mean. This is going to be a very very important year. You know the concern around the supply of of of, of feed and fertilizer. So um, you know it's very very important that we aim to supply or balance um, the minimum. You know you know NP and K to, to grow a, a good crop of, of first cut silage. And you've alluded to cost, Mark. Like you know, and, and you've mentioned multiple uh, products uh, from slurry to different compounds and mixes of um, of fertilizer. Could you put a cost on fertilizer for silage ground this year? That can be a tricky one to do. And I, I suppose it very much depends on, on when you bought your fertilizer. Um, you know, you know, if you if, if if you have bought it, you know, um, in the last number of months, you'll, you'll have got it and um, that 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 bit cheaper than 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 prices that have been quoted today. But if we take today's prices in, in into account, M. Louise, uh, we're, we're probably talking somewhere, you know, you have all fertilizer and no slurry in the mix. You're probably anywhere from 230 to 250 an acre and uh, where you have slurry in the mix. You know, you can reduce that cost, you know, anywhere from 100 to 150 euros an acre. So, you know, slurry, you know, really should be going back and the plan should be that we have enough slurry to go back or to, to, to feed those silage crops as, as we speak, um, because it's in the right balance in terms of P's and K's. It's not really suitable for grazing ground, depending on um, soil fertility, but in general, um, you know, slurry, very, very important in, in the current year um, to supplying, you know, and delivering you know, big, big amounts of P's and K's on the silage ground. And, and that's where you're going to get the best response to that. That slurry um, is, is and, on the and silage And Mark, you, you've mentioned slurry and, you know, as you've articulated, there's a really high level of nutrients and it complements silage ground. You've put a figure on, uh, you know, 6% solids in that slurry. Is there a space um, that you'd recommend farmers to get that slurry tested to ensure that it has the levels that you anticipate it has? Or would you be happy enough to just go with the rate of 3000 gallons? Look, look, most definitely. I, we, we, we have been encouraging farmers um, for the last year to, to get the slurry tested. But definitely, you know, and there's still time, like, you know, if, if you're spreading slurry, getting ready to spread slurry on a silage ground, like, you know what I mean? That if you take a sample or two out as you're spreading it, send it off to the lab. You should have a result back within a week. So again, that will give you a better steer as regards what then you need to complement your 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 story with, both in terms of nitrogen and in terms of P and K. Um, so most definitely, um, it would be good to know it's in the story. 
And looking at that figure, you're talking about 100 kilos of nitrogen, and it sounds like a massive figure in the context of the rising costs that you talk about. Um, looking at the overall uh, fertilizer picture, far- farmers are looking at areas where they can pull back on nitrogen, um, you know, across the year in terms of grazing. But I suppose specifically when we consider silage, is there a scope for farmers to pull back on the amount of nitrogen they're putting out for first cut? There is a little bit of scope and it's a very good question, Emma-Louise. Like if we take uh, the silage crop, if we take the first 80 kilos of nitrogen that we apply, it, 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 you know, it will deliver, you know, 75% of the grass yield, you know, so that, you know, you're getting your biggest response from that first 80 kilos. The next 20 kilos will deliver about 20% of the, the grass crop or the grass yield. And again, there's a good payback there. Um, you know, that, and the final 20 kilos then, like it's the law of diminishing returns. We get very little response. We do get a response. We're getting, you know, about, you know, 0.15 of a ton of dry matter, but it's generally not paying to apply that last 20 kilos of nitrogen. So that's why I'm saying we're, 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 we're pairing our 125 back to say 105 or 100 kilos of nitrogen in the current year. And that's based on there's little response from that final 20 kilos of nitrogen because nitrogen has got so expensive. Like, like for example, it's costing us, say if we we're using a, a urea-based product, it's costing us 44 euros per hectare for that, 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 that 20 kilos. And we're only getting back 32 euros worth of, of grass silage. And to push you, Mark, like, you know, talking to a farmer who, you know, who hears those figures from you and they might run with that 80 kilos for 75 percent of the crop or even push it down further. Is that something that you would recommend or would you be, um, I suppose, very strong on that 100 kilo figure you quote? I, I, I think we should be aiming to, to, to maximize the yield, um, you know, for the current year that, we, that, we're, that we're in. So we're going to get a very good response in terms of grass growth. Like, you know, it's going to be a very responsive time. April, May is when we, you know, use, we, we, we can grow most grass. The grass will use that nitrogen most efficiently, and especially in a year where indications are that that fertilizer supply is going to be tight on the ground that I think we, we closed that little bit earlier for our first cut silage and we fertilize it as best we can to make as big a cut of quality, you know, first cut silage, you know, come that last week of May and that we can put in the pit. And, and you know, that, that, you know, that's very, very important for the winter ahead. That, that, and, and, and this is the right time to make that, that big first cut of silage. And that also leaves then the have more ground in terms of, of grazing later on in, in the year. And if we consider the farmer in the situation where they were conservative at the start of the year in anticipation for a reduction in fertilizer cost, you know, there are some farmers who don't have a lot of fertilizer in the yard and, and maybe not like, you know, at this point, not their, not enough for their first cut um, application. Um, you know, there are alarms bells ringing at the moment in terms of the supply of fertilizer and, you know, some merchants and some co-ops not quoting um, a figure for buying it and, and potentially not having a supply for farmers. I suppose, can you give us a picture of what the what's happening there, Mark, and what farmers can do about it? Look, I, I suppose what's happening in, in, in the last uh, three weeks, no, no one could predict. And again, Russia was supplying and there's a lot of fertilizer coming out of Russia into, into Ireland. And again, those supply lines now are, are, are not there. So again, yes, fertilizer is very, very tight in the ground. And we, we'd most definitely you know, encourage um, farmers to contact their merchants and 
um, see what is, where, where they are. Like fertilizer will be available. Uh, it's just taken a, a little bit longer to get into the country. As I said, there was uh, boats destined for Ireland, but things have, have changed. And I suppose that's what's driving um, just the, the pressure on supplies at, at, at the moment. And looking at the broader picture, like, you know, we're, we're talking about some practices we're doing now that are going to benefit us in six, seven, eight months time. So when we talk about fertilizer for silage ground, it is essentially our winter feed we are creating. Um, you know, you've pointed out the response to fertilizer in April, May is, is at its highest point. Um, and I suppose given that, um, you know, looking to winter feed, if we can't achieve a good first cut right now, you know, what are the consequences for the winter period? Well, again, I suppose it's trying to, to fill that, that fodder gap or that fodder shortage and say, look, first cut silage is the number one that we all should be driving to, to maximise that that cut. But like, you know, if we have to buy ex- expensive concentrate to, to replace that or, you know, buying in silage or making second cut silage, you know, they will all cost more than, than what we can grow first cut silage. At, at, at this point in time like you know the, the response to that first 80 kilos is very good like we're getting over five tons of dry matter um and if you're to you know to replace that with concentrate feed it will cost you a lot lot more so you know i i think that has to be the priority priority on farms as we speak um is to to maximize to maximize that that first cut of silage I think this has been a really insightful conversation, Mark, and I think you've pointed out what the ideal is and we can all strive to get there. We might not necessarily hit it this year, given supply and price issue, but the reality is what we do in the next two months will will dictate, um, I suppose, how cheap or expensive the winter might come for specific farms. I think your your point on contacting your merchant and having that two-way conversation to fully understand where supply is at and you know what maybe you need to do um, will be very useful and reassuring for farmers Um, I do also know that there is conversation you know nationally in terms of um, you know the fodder fodder committee um, and Chagas have completed a fodder budget in the past where things have looked to be tight and I'm sure that's something that will roll out across the year Um, I, I would also make the point Mark that you know for anyone listening in today who is unsure about their own situation your advisor is there to help and they are at the end of the phone if you want to give them a call thank you Mark thank you Emma-Louise that's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast and my thanks to Mark Plunkett for joining me on this week's show don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.